You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Hello, uh, good to be here. I am so excited. Uh, so much has happened. Uh, it's a new year. Last time we met was December, and it feels like it was so long ago. I'm so excited about what I'm learning, uh, what I'm practicing, and how I'm growing. And um, it just it it feels hard to believe that in this time period we have squished in Christmas, birthday, New Year, Super Bowl. And not to forget inauguration of a new president and uh, first woman vice president in living color. I'm so excited. Um, you know, a lot has happened. And, you know, of course, we still have, um, you know, huge things going on, primarily um, covid and um, it's still a super serious situation. We have a vaccine, but it takes time for everyone to get it. And, um, you know, some of us have had COVID. Um, some of us have people we love who have had COVID. Um, some of us who, you know, even have people we know and who have died from COVID. And, um, you know, even in our own ministry with Maria dying and in the West with Bernard. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy time. We have parents in the hospital, um, lots of stuff happening. But, um, I just, I want you to know, I, I feel so sobered by that every day and praying for the people I know about, the people I don't know about. And, um, and so maybe we could just start with a little prayer and then we'll jump into the lesson. Father, thank you so much for this life that you give us, this um, time that you give us. Help us to know how valuable it is to love each other, to care for each other, to help and encourage each other. And Father, I pray, God, for all the people in the hospital um, who are at home sick, who are afraid, who uh, really can't get sick. And I pray, Father, that uh, we will be able to unite and get a vaccine to everybody as soon as possible. And, Father, that you will protect your people. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for the way that you're working in our life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So... Um, you know, the last devotional I did um, in December was, I, I, you might remember, we talked a little bit about building our house on the rock. And, um, you know, just having a house that is able to withstand the storms that come our way. And, you know, within that, I also had a tree planted by water who shoots out its roots to the stream. You know, just to be people who are... Um, you know, even in the midst of challenging times, really scary times, a lot of anxiety, loneliness, all kinds of stuff that's going on, that we can be people who can re-center ourselves, that we will go to God, that we will pray, that we will dig deep in our Bibles, and that we will send out our roots to the water. 
um, you know, that we'll just be able to live a life where no matter what, we can find God. We, we know who we are. We know what we are and that we can be grounded, you know. Um, I think of this, I have thought of this quote so many times, we'll never know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. You know, that that grounds me. And the truth is, we've never known. We've never known what the future holds. It's just, we feel it a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I think to be a, a disciple means that we are intentional with the way we're living and that we're we're just mindful of what we're doing. We're mindful of how we're spending our time or what we're thinking about. And um, today, you know, I wanted to talk about the things we think about and what we should be thinking. And, you know, even if it's important that we even care, but of course it is important. Um, The first point is what we think matters to God and to Jesus, you know, and of of course we know the scripture in Colossians 3, 2, we've spent some time on it in the past, um, to set our minds on things above and not on earthly things. And, you know, sometimes I, I, you know, I think I I read that scripture, I, I don't really think what are the things above, what are the earthly things, but hopefully we can break that down a little bit today. Um, but you know, it does matter what we're thinking. And it's funny because sometimes we think as long as we don't say it, then it's, it's okay, whatever we think, but it's really not. Um, what we think matters and it matters to God. And I wanted to look at a scripture in Mark two, verse six, it kind of shows um, at least what Jesus thought of how we think. In uh, chapter 2 of Mark, in verse 6, it says, Now some teachers of the law were sitting there, thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And in verse 8, it says, Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking, that's crazy, in their hearts, that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. Okay. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Um, You know, I, I think that's a valid question. Why are you thinking these things? And, you know, maybe... I don't know. I guess I would like to think that maybe they left and they thought, why was I thinking that? And they dealt with it. I don't know. It didn't read on. Maybe not. They probably got mad. But, you know, I think what we think is so important. Um, And then in in Romans uh, chapter 1 and verse 21, it says... It says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. You know, here again, it's about what they were thinking. And, you know, it's, I find it interesting that they say, although they knew God, 
They didn't glorify him as God and they didn't give thanks to him, which I think one, that's a pretty big thing to do, to glorify God and to give thanks to him. But then it says their thinking became futile, foolish. Their, their thinking made no sense because of this. So again, what they're thinking matters. Um, in Matthew 16, in verse 23, it says, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Whoa. I, one, I I don't know what I would do if Jesus turned and said that to me. I probably would fall on the ground crying. But, you know, I think what he's saying, you know, you don't have in your mind the things of God. You have in mind the things of, you know, human concerns. You know, and, and I, I think this is really important that we're living our lives with things of God in our minds. That this is what we are thinking about, repeating in our mind. Um, this is what we care about. And then in Luke 21, Sorry, this one's taking a bit longer. Okay, Luke 21 and verse 14, it says, But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. And honestly, if we read beforehand, he's talking about you're going to be, you know, seized and persecuted and put before the Sanhedrin and the synagogue. You're going to have to defend yourself. Um, but he says, make up your mind not to worry beforehand. I thought that that's pretty amazing that this is, this is what Jesus says to us. Make up your mind beforehand not to worry. And you know, we can think, oh, this just attacks us. This just jumps on us. And then, and you know, I think, uh, sometimes that is how it feels, but I think to make up our mind not to worry or to make up our mind about certain things that maybe we think are not changeable is a, a very interesting point. Um, I would say most people feel like we don't have an option not to worry. It just jumps on us. It just attacks us. But by Jesus saying, make up your mind beforehand, I think we can do something about it. And maybe it's going to take some training and maybe it's going to take putting in some good things in our mind to make sure we can do that. Um, so the second point is what we think changes matter. <laughs> what we think changes matter. Our thoughts can change our brain. Uh, that's crazy. Our thoughts can change our actual brain, the matter that is our brain. Um, 
You know, um, there's a, uh, well, okay, you've probably heard of neuroplasticity. It's the, you know, at one point people thought that it, the brain really didn't change much, but um, in 1889, Prentice Mulford wrote, Thoughts are things, which, wow, that's crazy. We think in matter when we produce a thought. Matter is produced. And I have been reading a number of books. Um, one is Mind Change by Heather McKean and um, Mind Sight and The Body Keeps Score, all kinds of books. I, I really need to focus on one book at a time this year. Um, but, you know, it's pretty amazing how our brain works and how thoughts will actually structure our physical brain. Uh, neuroplasticity, the brain is um, malleable like plastic and can be changed moment by moment by how we direct our thinking. Whoa. How we direct our thinking. Um, this is huge. You know, I, I think of, um, uh, I saw somewhere sometime this, um, this sign. Uh, I think it was like out in Alaska or something. It was the summer and, um, there were these, trails that went in in different directions but you know most of the year the ground is um malleable it can it moves you you take your cart or your car or whatever it is maybe not a car i think of a cart um and you you go this way or you go that way but when the ground hardens then you create these ruts so one rut goes that way and one rut goes that way. And I, you know, there was a sign that said, choose your rut well. Because once you get in that rut, you're in that rut. Your, your tires can't get out of that rut. And I think sometimes that's the way our brain can be. And you know, when I think of, and, and not that it's true, but I think we think it's true. Um, I think that there have been ruts in my thinking, you know, grooves that keep my thoughts going in the same exact direction. And, you know, I, I would find myself thinking things like, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. Um, who am I to do something like that? Or, you know, just having this thought that, you know, for some reason, I can't do whatever it is. And, um, you know, when I was reading this book um, that Heather McKean wrote, Mind Change, honestly, I, I, I had started reading it in, in 2019, and then it was on my iPad. I kind of forgot about it. Um, it really, but it, it did actually help me through some things. And then um, last year at this time, I picked up the book and I started reading it again. And um, one of the things that uh, she asks you to do in this uh, book is to start changing the way you think about yourself. And, um, you know, so she had this question, who do, who do I want to be if I were the best me? 
And she had said, you know, write the answer to this question, but don't write it like I want to be this or I'm going to do this or state it as though it is right now. And quite honestly, at first it was kind of hard to do, you know, because I thought it wasn't honest or I thought it wasn't really true. And so at first it was a little awkward, but I thought, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to write it down because this is what she's asking me to write down. And, um, and I, I did actually, um, have another thought, um, because I have heard Robert talking about, um, the different tenses in Greek. And you know how English has present tense. I sit at the desk. Tomorrow, I'm going to sit at the desk. Yesterday, I sat in the desk. We have these tenses in English. Well, in Greek, there's another tense. That's the now, but not yet tense. And we can see that in, um, like, you are the light of the world. You know, and then but they're full of sin. How are they the light of the world? But they are the light of the world. They're the salt of the earth. Not, not, you know, now, not yet, but yes, now. And, um, you know, I was just thinking of how God can see us from before we were ever born. He created us, but then he sees us past today. He sees us into the future. He sees time in a different way than we do. And so even though we can feel like, oh, I still have so much to change, I'm still whatever, blah, 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 you know, he doesn't see us that way. He sees us how we can, who we can be, who, how we will develop. And um, uh, one, that's fascinating, but it helped me to write um, in this devotional. And I want to read just a, a little bit out of it because... Not because I want to focus all on me, but I kind of give you an example of what I did and then how I used it so you can do it too. Um, so here, here it is. I wrote this last year, January. Um, here I go. So the now, but not yet, okay? I am a deeply spiritual woman. Walking with God is my pleasure and joy. The Holy Spirit speaks to me, and I hear him clearly. I do not fear following his advice because it comes from the Father. I recognize his voice. I am deeply and unconditionally loved. I am always confident of this. I am not perfect, but I am perfectly loved. God has also put many people who love me in my life, and I love them too. I express my love for them freely. And when they express their love and appreciation for me, I embrace it and accept it. I help people. I help people know God and love God. I help others embrace all the promises of God and help them see how deeply loved and valued they are by God and others. I take care of myself. Okay, this is more in the not yet (laughs) category. I'm on my way. Um, I take care of myself. I am healthy and fit. I eat what is good for me. 
and for my body. I take care of my body. I love the body God has given me. I am 56. Now I'm 57. Ah! Um, and then I wrote it differently. I had said I'm 56, but then I wrote, I have, okay, and I'm going to just change my age, 57 years of life and experience. I have seen a lot of wonderful things and have friends all over the world. I am glad and happy to be 57 years old. Um, and then I have other stuff in here about Robert. And then I wrote um, about working with Robert. Uh, we enjoy our lives and love meeting with and helping others. We also receive many good things from others. People are a pleasure to us. I work with my husband. Oh, sorry. I work with my husband and absolutely love it. We make each other better people. We are wiser, smarter, happier together than we are apart. I am completely happy and comfortable and at peace with him. I express myself clearly and often, and I make it my goal to encourage all people I am near. I know God puts me where I should be and who I should be with. I believe and know God is doing great things in me and through me. He has put a lot into me over the years and takes great pride in me. And then this, um, I love to speak in public. It is amazing to connect with so many people at one time and a great way to impact many people at one time. It's also a time God can glorify, can be glorified by all that he has done in my life and all the big and small ways he has been faithful. It gives lots of people an opportunity to benefit from what I have gone through. Um, so anyways, I'll stop there, but you know, um, I cannot think of a time <laughs> that I have not done this devotional or spoken for a leaders meeting or a conference or a class or whatever and not thought, am I, are you sure I should be the one doing this? Like, are you sure I should be the one speaking? Like that is a very routine thing that I have in my head. But, you know, when I, I read this and I, I remember that God has put so much into me and he's with me and he loves me and he believes in me and I have something to share from all this, it reminds me of who I want to be. It reminds me of living for something greater than, are you sure I'm the one who's supposed to do this? Um, but you know, I think it takes something like this to have before us to change those ruts that we have in our mind and our mind will change. Our brains will literally change and think better, think different about who we are and who we are to God. And you know, your, your writing isn't going to be exactly like this. Um, not like it's some great novel or anything. I don't mean it that way, but you're going to have different emphasis, different things that you think about, but you know, really having in mind the things of God, what are those things and having those things play out in our mind throughout the day. And then, um, the last point is he 
is who matters. You know, this is not a self-help thing. I'm not talking about let's go say we're great and we'll go on our own uh, journey to greatness and be strong or be super smart or whatever. That's that's not what this is. But it is it, it's remembering who matters. You know, God is who matters. And look in Second Corinthians, and this is a great a great scripture in Second Corinthians ten. It's here. <laughs> Maybe I should have brought my iPad instead. Okay, Second Corinthians 10. Uh, in verse 3, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Wow. We don't wage war the way the world does. But it says, on the contrary, you know, we have divine power to demolish strongholds. You know, I I think that if Satan can get us to believe something that is not true, whether that's about ourselves or it's about God, then we'll be on his road. We'll be in that rut. Constantly doubting, constantly worrying, constantly trying to earn. And that's not where God wants us. He wants us to focus on him. It says, um, you know, it says here that Uh, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is what helps us to know and to believe and to grab on to what is true. Um, You know, it means making it a focus to know God. You know, to know what the knowledge of God is in our lives, to really prioritize that, not have it as some wishful thing or if I have time later today. No, it means taking the time every day to know God, to pray to God. Um, you know, and I, I had some thoughts about how, how we can do that. And I know, I know that Many of you do this already, but just, you know, ways to connect with God. One, you know, we had seen in, in, um, in Romans one, it talks about they neither glorified God nor gave thanks to God. You know, giving thanks and praise to God is a way to know God. It's a way that your brain will automatically remember 
what God is doing, to thank him for everything that we have. And the more we practice that, the more natural that comes, you know, to adore him, to love him, to worship him in our quiet times, not just read and write down some things we should change, but really seek him, um, you know, to meditate on his goodness, like even to read some Psalms, to read things that are characteristic of God and to meditate on those things that he is an awesome, amazing God. He is so awesome. We will not be able to comprehend him in this life fully. Um, you know, to think that he made all the stars and the sky and the universes and all of the, you know, is we can't even comprehend how far all that is. And God made it. And God made the tiniest little cells and things in our bodies that we have no idea are even there. Um, he is amazing. You know, memorizing his words, having those words change our thinking, having those words be the words we cling to. Not, I can't do it. Is there someone better who can do this? That stinks. That's stinking thinking. (laughs) We have to grab on, put these things in our hearts, store them up like it says about Mary, you know, storing these things up in our hearts about God um, and make it him our attention. He's the attention, not us, not our problems, not the crummy things that happen. God is our attention. God is our focus. That's living. Um, you know, listing out his qualities and having it on a piece of paper where the days it's hard to think, all you can think about is your problem. You know, read these qualities about him, how, you know, all knowing, all powerful, you know, just all the things about God and focusing on him. Um, you know, I think even having, you know, in, in Luke 24, 45, if we could just quickly try to go there, I think I'm talking to myself, if I can quickly go there. Um, Luke 24 and verse 45, and, um, it says, then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. You know, this is Jesus who opened the eyes of the disciples or the minds of the disciples. You know, I think praying this prayer, or it's not a prayer, but praying, God, open my mind, change my mind, help me to believe the things you believe, help me to believe the things Jesus believes, and to let go of the garbage that I'm holding on to, let go of the lies I hold on to, but to believe what you want me to believe. Um, you know, even, you know, in light of um, he is who matter, I think even just recognizing how God has worked in our own lives, you know, not just on this big history level and creation level of the universe and all that, but how has God worked in my life? And, 
you know, how has God worked in your life? Not just when someone invited you to church. That's not when it started. Well, first of all, it started before we were ever created. But in our life, how has God reached out to you in your life? What good people did God put in your heart and or your life to help you understand things in your heart and your mind? Um, how has God rescued you? How has God reached out to you? How has God proven himself to you? You know, writing, write down, like journal, all the ways you see this, all the ways that God has been faithful to you, has loved you. Um, you know, I think just remembering that God lives even in our creation. You know, the mountains, the skies, the ocean, the life in the ocean, all of these things. But not to worship the created things. And I feel very mindful when I look at things in nature. I don't just think, oh, how beautiful. I think, God, what a great job you did. You are amazing. You are awesome. You put these things here. You built this mountain. You thought of a bird. You thought of a bug. You thought of all of this. And, you know, that is worshiping God. That is recognizing it's not just little old us on this planet with our problems or the people around us who we think maybe they're the problems. God is here and God has been working in our life this whole time. And then back to 2 Corinthians 10, 3, you know, it says, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. You know, this, I really think this is how we'll change by focusing on gratitude, focusing on God, focusing on what God promises us, what God says to us. This is, you know, when I, when I started thinking about the new year and some goals and, um, I am not motivated like that. Um, I, and I know some people are, some people aren't. And, you know, I think at one time or another, we've all made goals that we never achieved and it's just discouraging. But, you know, I think to focus on these things will actually help us change some of the things that we really want to change. And, you know, it, 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 uh, from all the things I'm reading, um, that's how God works. You know, right before we went to see our little grandbaby, Katie, um, I was listening to all of these things on our brains and how they work and the human connection and, um, mindsight and connecting with other people and things like this. It's pretty fascinating stuff, but, you know, I really thought before even getting there, it is so important to look at her in the eyes, to speak to her, even though she doesn't fully understand, to hold her, to hear her, to give her what she needs at the time she needs it. And, you know, and I thought of our kids and, you know, being there for them, loving them, caring about them nurturing them. And, you know, that is what we are to be to each other, you know, in our friendships, truly loving each other. 
Um, you know, I, I think I always try to make a point if it's a text or a call to let people know I love them or let them know I'm their friend or I care about them. And, you know, honestly, I think since I have been more deliberate, kind of like, you know, because of that um, affirmations thing that I wrote down, I, I feel like I do want to be a person who expresses myself, expresses my love for people. And I think it connects us. So anyway, last scripture in Romans 12. And we'll end with this. It says in verse 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Sisters, I, I hope, friends, I hope this has helped you that um, you will think about these things and put these things into practice and draw close to God, draw close to each other, that we can all be transformed in our minds. Thank you. Love you. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 